Welcome to I'm In Here, a space all about spirituality, healing, and awakening for Black women, inclusive of women of trans experience, as well as gender non-conforming and non-binary people of color. Here, I share tools and skills that have helped me along my spiritual and personal journey, and hopefully you will find some value in the information for your own journey to grow, heal, and align with your higher self. My name is Kendall, and I thank you for joining me. The chakra that we're going to talk about today is one of my absolute favorites, and I think that it doesn't get talked about as much as some of the other chakras. I hear a lot of people talk about the heart, uh, a lot of talk about the third eye. People also talk about the root, but there isn't so much of a conversation about this chakra, which is the solar plexus, or as it is known in Sanskrit, Manipura. This chakra is all about personal power, confidence, and our will. It sits just above your belly button, but below your sternum, so kind of in the center of your body. And this is the last chakra that deals with earthly or worldly things. After this, we're going to start moving into the chakras that deal with celestial, universal, spiritual laws or spiritual energy. The first three are really foundational in understanding you and your body in the present moment and also you in previous lives that have lived here on the planet and you that makes up the collective of your family, so your ancestral history and the you that makes up the collective of the environment. If you listen to the other episodes, and I encourage you to listen to those after you listen to this one, if you have not already, the root chakra deals with safety, security, and survival. So that's the first seven years of our life, also including us in utero. Then the next chakra is the sacral, and that deals with sensuality, creativity, emotions, and that is developed more so around the age of seven to 12. This one, the solar plexus or Manipura, This is kind of around 12, 13 and goes, I think, to about 17, I want to say. I have to look that up to make sure. But um, this is all about power, our bodily, ancestral and personal knowledge emanates from this chakra. And when I talk about power and I want you to kind of think of this as your thinking about this chakra, working with this chakra, particularly I often ask people, what does the word power mean to them? Because it's really difficult to work with an energy center that deals with power if you haven't addressed what the actual word means to you. Some people think that power means dominating or controlling people. Some people think that power means just brute force. Some people think that power is quiet and subtle. Some people think that it's loud. So Understand for yourself, when you hear the word power, what does that mean to you? Think of it kind of in a in a broader sense, but then also bring it down to you. What does power mean to you? How would you identify your own personal power? The solar plexus energy center chakra is where action takes place. Transformation happens here. So this is the, the energy center where 
you have, if you have goals, dreams, aspirations, things that you want to manifest or see in your life, this is the energy center that helps give you the power to be able to bring those forth, to actually materialize them, manifest them in the physical world. So it's taking it from this nebulous place, this idea, this concept, or this wish or this want that you think about and kind of dream about, daydream about, and then brings it into the physical world. And if you'll notice, there is levels. We're kind of moving up a ladder. So foundationally, we start at the root and we have to have that feeling of safety and security within ourselves, within our bodies. We have to feel present and feel as though we are here and that we're not... um, disconnected from our bodies, that we're not disconnected from our emotions, we're not disconnected from our lives. And so once we feel that that safety, that security, then we move up to that creativity, the passion, the emotion. And once we're able to feel really rooted and grounded in our emotions, then we take that creative energy, those thoughts and ideas, our imagination, and we use the power, the will to bring it forth. I've been working with my chakras for years now. And when I first started working with them, there was kind of a feeling of, okay, I could understand the concept of the energy that was attached to the particular chakra, but I didn't see how it aligned with my life, my individual life. And as I started to really work with my root and then move up to my sacral, once I got to my solar plexus, and I'll say that I'm still working on this one uh, to some degree, that... I was having trouble being able to manifest the things that I wanted and I couldn't quite understand why because I would think to myself, well, I feel safe. I feel secure. Actually, I didn't. (laughs) And I was also able to access my creativity, but I was not accessing my sensual energy, my erotic energy. So I would think to myself, well, I have access to my creative energy. I always have. And so because those first two chakras were not balanced, they were a little askew. By the time I got to my solar plexus, Armani Pura, I was wondering why things were not manifesting the way that I wanted them to or how I, when I would have these wonderful creative ideas and this imagination, how, why I was getting stuck. And some of that had to deal with the fact that Really at my core, I did not feel safe in any environment. So I had to go back and work on my route and start to really feel safe and secure within myself. Then I had to go back and also work on my sacral and really address the feelings of uh, guardedness that I had around intimacy and pleasure. And then by the time I got to my solar plexus again, I sat with power and I'm really still sitting with that. And questioning what is power for me. I defined power as something that was dominating, something that you had to stand away from or move away from, move back from. It was too overbearing. People, if you have power, then you can use that and wield that in ways that is manipulative and controlling. And so I had very negative views about power. And it wasn't until I was able to really sit down look at that, understand that, and define that for myself, like clearly define how I felt about power before 
and also clearly define what power means for me now and moving forward in my life. Until I could do that, nothing in my life was going to manifest the way that I wanted it to because I had all these negative connotations. So of course, I, I mean, I can't bring forth something when I have a negative viewpoint about it. So as we go along and as you go along working on your chakras, take the time to really investigate, un uncover all the little aspects that you think are not necessary and important, but they have importance. And if you don't look at all the little nooks and crannies, the little shadow parts of each chakra, then it provides uh, an unstable foundation. It's hard to move through the system and it's hard to kind of go through and 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 really have the things that you want or really be able to work on uh, one particular chakra. So say, for example, you really want to focus on your third eye. So many people jump to that. They want to be able to have um, all these spiritual abilities, capabilities. They want to be clairvoyant. They want to astrally project. They want to ascend. They want to do all these things, but they haven't taken the time to go through each chakra before that. And so if your root is imbalanced, if your sacral is imbalanced, your solar plexus, it's, I mean, of course your third eye can't open because all these other things have not been addressed and taken care of. So as we talk about these chakras, as we talk about what these energy centers mean, really take some time to investigate for yourself what that means for you individually, specifically in your life. So going back to the solar plexus, each chakra is associated with an element and this chakra is associated with the element of fire which oh, I absolutely love I'm an earth sign um, I have some other I have some fire in my chart I have some water wait do I have water or wind I have to go back I don't remember my chart like like I don't have it memorized but I love fire because and I love it more so now because I use it in a lot of uh, my spiritual work. I use a lot of uh, in my spell casting and candle magic. And fire is transformative. It takes something from one state and moves it into a completely different state. It's helpful to keep that idea in mind about fire and transmutation and change as you're working on healing your solar plexus because that is essentially what you're going to need fire is the thing it's the engine right it's it's the thing that kind of propels you you use fire in order to cook you use fire in order to to power things fire is also the element that's associated with our digestive system because it's changing the form of the, uh, the food that we're eating transmuting it into something else and our digestive system doesn't just change or transmute food it also changes and transmutes emotions energy, um, thoughts, ideas, because this is also where your gut is and you have a gut brain. As I work with it more and more and more, I just learn so much about this energy center with my own body, with my own life. It's so, it's just, it's really fascinating. So because it's associated with fire, one of the ways, and I can give you crystals that you can work with to heal this chakra, but one of the practices, actually I'll give you two practices that are really good for healing this chakra, balancing it, moving energy through. One involves the sun. We have this huge ball of fire 
that's at the center of our solar system. So why not use the energy of the sun to be able to help with this energy center? Now, all you have to do is sunbathe, get out into the sun. And the timing of me talking about this solar plexus and healing with the sun, I think it's it's divine timing because we have all been in quarantine in some way, shape or form for quite some time. We have been disconnected from our communities, our, our loved ones. We have been disconnected from nature. I mean, I don't know about y'all, but I have not been as connected to nature in quarantine as I have prior to quarantine. And so that was a struggle. And so I started to notice that I felt powerless in this time. I felt uh, hopeless. And if you had some of those feelings, that may be a result of your solar plexus being out of balance, out of whack, because we haven't been out in the sun as much. We haven't been outside. We haven't been getting those wonderful, beautiful sun rays uh, in our body. And so as we start to open up again, it gives us an opportunity to reconnect with the sun, reconnect with nature, and to be able to help realign this chakra. So if you can get out for five, 10 minutes and just stand in the sun, you don't have to do anything. You don't have to have a special chant, <laughs> a special dance, anything like that. You could just stand in the sun and just breathe, deeply breathe. Another practice that you can do is uh, breath work. I absolutely love breath work. And let me tell you something. I thought that I was breathing. I really did. I'm like, I'm breathing because I'm alive. I'm here. I'm, I'm inhaling, exhaling every single day. I do it without thinking about it. But what I have found is that I and many of us, we breathe very shallowly. It's just enough to kind of sustain us. But we don't do a lot of deep belly breathing. And when we have, particularly when we have a lot of heightened emotions, and when you're in any heightened emotional state, your breathing gets affected. Your breathing patterns change. But if you take some time each day to just do some deep belly breathing, I'll put some, uh, I'll put a link for a video that my therapist gave me uh, maybe a couple of months ago that has been super helpful for me uh, just to be able to do this. It's like five minutes, five minutes, and I can feel a difference in my energy, in my physical body, in my energy body after these breathing exercises. So breathwork is another good practice. And because your diaphragm or your belly is close to your solar plexus, you're using that, that physical area of your body to also help that energy center close to your body. So you're doing that deep breathing and it charges up um, that energy center cleanses it and, and balances it, brightens it, all that good stuff. So here are the ways that you notice that your solar plexus is healthy and balanced. You have a strong and confident sense of self. You feel powerful and courageous. You have some humility and you have a sense of purpose. You're self-motivated. You know what your purpose is. 
you're able to go after it, you achieve your goals, wishes, dreams. An unhealthy solar plexus can look like feeling powerless, lack of willpower. Maybe you have some difficulty with anger. Maybe you have control issues. Maybe you use your power to manipulate, steamroll over other people. Maybe you give your power away to other people. And once again, like I said earlier, you can think about power as it relates to you individually, but also think about how power shows up in you from your ancestors, from your familial line, both your paternal and maternal, and and take that into account as you're understanding your power dynamic in your life and how power shows up for you. I have two crystals that I want to recommend for this particular chakra that I think are really good. I've used these two and they're my favorites to use for this um, energy work, particularly with the solar plexus. The first crystal is sunstone. It's kind of a pinkish, even though it's called sunstone, you would think that it would be more like a yellow golden, but it has like a pink like hue to it. And sunstone facilitates self-empowerment and independence. It also helps overcome procrastination because that could be a block when it comes to um, manifesting things that you want. And it's great for affirming and maintaining boundaries. When you put sunstone directly on your solar plexus, you can help to um, pull away or lift any repressed emotions. Another crystal I recommend for this particular chakra is yellow calcite. Yellow calcite is a powerful amplifier and cleanser of energy. It removes stagnant energy. Sometimes if you have creative ideas, but it just stays in your brain, it doesn't actually come out. It's really hard to manifest. You can get some yellow calcite for that. And it connects emotions with intellect. Remember when I was saying earlier about having goals, aspirations, uh, motivations, and things don't manifest the way that you want them to. Well, that can be because at times we have these desires, these wishes, these wants that we want to see manifest in our life. I'm going to give you an example. Let's say you asked for a big chunk of money because people tend to ask for money quite a bit. So you could say, um, I want $10,000 and you've been asking for it, asking for it. You've been doing all this stuff. You've been doing all this energy cleansing stuff, but something is, uh, askew. It's, it's not manifesting. You don't have the money. Um, it's just, it's out there and you just, you haven't been able to attain it. Part of the reason why one part, one component can be that our emotions are not connected with our thoughts. So you may say to yourself, I want $10,000, but emotionally you feel as though you're not worthy of having $10,000. Maybe you think that money is the root of all evil. Whatever the thought or whatever the feeling I should say that you have about money is, it's going to cancel out your thought about wanting to manifest $10,000 because you have an emotion that is much more powerful than your thought of wanting to manifest this large sum of money. So 
using yellow calcite, but also being radically honest with yourself about how you truly feel. Because we have a tendency to think, we use our brain, we use our intellect, our logic a lot, but we don't connect our feelings with our thoughts. We don't see how we can think something but feel completely different. We can say yes to something that we actually feel that we want to say no to, vice versa. And so take some time to think for yourself of how you really feel. And as you're making, like if you have a list, let's say of goals that you want to achieve, look at that list and see how that list lines up with your emotions. Oftentimes, we we want something because we think that it will get us a, a particular feeling. And so when we look at people who are successful, we look at people who have money, we look at people who have things, quote unquote, whatever the thing is, we're like, oh, that's that's what I should have. That's that's what I need. I need the thing because the thing is going to make me feel this way. But what you really want is the feeling. You don't want the thing. You want the feeling. So having a better understanding of what is the feeling that you're trying to uh, attain? What is the feeling that you're chasing? That's the thing that you have to have a better understanding of is the feeling and not so much the thing. The thing is just an illusion, I'll say. It's, It's just the representative but we got to get underneath that. We got to get underneath the representative and the physical. We got to get to the the core of the emotion. That's where, that's the thing. That's what we're trying to, to, to go for. So understanding that in terms of our goals, aspirations, wishes, wants, dreams, all that kind of stuff, understanding the emotion underlying what is at the core of uh, what it is that we're trying to aspire for. And we have now moved on to the Q&A section. So I had gotten a question and I'm, I'm using this uh, from my YouTube channel that I had with my family. And I had done a video about the solar plexus. It was about three or four years ago. And I think in the video I mentioned that one of the things that you can do to help um, heal this chakra is to meditate while focusing on a, like a candle flame. And someone had asked me, if you focus on a candle flame, will that not open up your third eye too quick and then bring in spiritual entities, uh, lower life forms, demons? Actually, I think that was the word that they used was demons. Will it not be Will you not be more susceptible to those, uh, those energies? And I will say, and I really, we're going to have a whole separate episode about, uh, quote unquote demons. I don't use the word demon, um, lower energy, lower vibrational energies and how to protect yourself against those. But for myself and my own practice and working and healing, I I won't say that that particular practice of focusing on a flame has brought about any entities that I did not want. Anytime there is 
any compromise in your system, whether that's physical, energetic, emotional, mental, whatever it is, anytime you just the same way that your immune system is compromised and you get sick is the same way that energies that could have a lower vibrational frequency will attach to you. So it doesn't necessarily have to be one particular practice that will bring about these uh, lower vibrational energies or entities. It can be anything, any moment in your life, any, any time that there is any compromise in your system. And so um, I will do a separate episode where I will talk specifically about uh, psychic protection and um, ways that you can safeguard yourself but from my personal experience, I, I, I will say that I have not experienced any beings that I did not want come into or attach themselves to me when I was meditating with a candle flame. And there there's so many different things that you can do in order to protect yourself. You can use a violet flame mantra. You can use crystals. You can use Florida water. You can use um, any type of natural body of water that you are close to. You can use just water in your shower. Um, You can use sage, Palo Santo, use that to kind of cleanse yourself. You can also use intention. And um, we'll go more in depth, like I said, but one of the things that I have learned is that anytime an energy form is attaching itself to you, it's probably wanting something. And so the best practice that I have found is to ask that energy or entity what it wants. And once it gives me the information, and it can come in different ways. It could be pictures, it could be a feeling, it could be suddenly I see something on TV and then it, it's just like it clicks that, oh, this is the message. Um, and so if I'm able to help that entity or energy being, I can. But if I'm not then I just lovingly and compassionately say, I'm sorry, I cannot help you with this, but I will release you so that you're able to find uh, someone or something that is able to help you uh, achieve whatever it is that you need to achieve. So if you have any experience with that of any um, energies or entities that you know that are attaching themselves to you, or, or you feel as though that there's something that's askew, maybe your emotions kind of go all over the place. One minute things are good, the next minute you feel angry. One minute things are good, and the next minute you feel sad. Or maybe you feel sad, and then the next minute you're happy, and you're just like overly giddy. Sometimes fluctuation in emotions um, is a signal to something that's going on with us energetically around our, not just within our own bodies, but also around us in our environment. Things that are both physical so maybe people around us have some type of emotional fluctuation that we're picking up on but also there's energies and entities that we cannot see and so they can also be affecting our energy system and our energy body so we'll talk some more extensively about that in another episode but that was one of the questions particularly pertaining to the solar plexus uh, chakra that I had received that I wanted to address so If you have any questions that you would like for me to answer, whether that's here or also on my YouTube channel, because I have YouTube videos where I talk about pretty much the same topics, um, but you get to see my face. So if you have questions that you would like for me to answer either on the podcast or on the YouTube channel, please send those questions to my email. It's Kendall, K-E-N-D-A-L 
at inherpower, all one word, dot space. And you'll find my email in the show episode notes. Oof, this was a really good episode and I thank you so much for listening. I hope that you got some really good information and that it was really informative, something that resonated with you. You can take that with you and whatever did not resonate with you, just, you know, leave it there. Just don't, don't pick it up. Leave it right where it is. Uh, I will catch you on the next episode where we'll keep going with the, the chakras and we'll talk about the heart chakra next. All right. Thank you so much for listening. I love y'all and bye-bye. I'm in here is produced and edited by me, Kendall. The intro music was also created by me. You can find my wellness business in her power on Instagram at in her underscore power or on Twitter at in her power. You can email me with any questions, concerns, ideas, thoughts that you may have. My email address is Kendall, K-E-N-D-A-L, at inherpower.space. To help support me in continuing to bring you some great content, I invite you to become a patron. Please make sure you review, share, and subscribe to this podcast.